Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, man, do I have some awesome news for you. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events. With first-to-market odds and lines, you can find reviews and news for every league. Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL coming up, combat sports, even esports, and golf. When it comes to betting, it's bet online, and I'll tell you what, it is number one right now as an online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting props and futures. Head to bet online today or use your mobile device to join and make your first deposit and your sports bet. All you have to do is use our promo code believe 50 that's b-l-e-a-v 50 to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts MyHotTub.com is a global leader in the hot tub industry. With over 25 years of experience, their hot tubs are built in the United States with the highest standards of quality control, an extensive warranty, and customer service representatives available seven days a week. They offer free shipping to your home with factory direct pricing and incredible financing plans. Visit online at MyHotTub.com or stop in Destiny USA today. MyHotTub.com. Whether online or in person, you better hurry because these spas won't last. Hey, this is Linda Cohn from ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter is back with you. Be sure to download, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. We've had a couple of great weeks here on the show, a ton of listens, so make sure you, in fact, do that. We are brought to you by Burn Dairy, Welch & Company Jewelers, our good friend Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State and Stanley Law Offices, together they'll work to get you the maximum reward. Do want to throw a tip of the cap thank you as well out there to Camillo's Golf Club, the Vince Aguera Consulting Group, and Carvel of North Syracuse. Make sure you pick out that awesome ice cream cake for any occasion at Carvel of North Syracuse. All right, I was at uh, a couple days ago as I record this, the Purdue-Syracuse game at the uh, at the Dome in central New York, and it was... Uh, an electric atmosphere. Uh, it was an unbelievable uh, second half. Not necessarily a great game, but an unbelievable second half and a tremendous, tremendous win for Syracuse. Um, you know, look, I think in, in years past, and I know we still have nine games to go, but you got to play the first three to play the next nine. And, <clears throat> you know, I think that Syracuse under Babers, <clears throat> you know, they might have lost this game. You know, they probably should have lost the, the game after they coughed up, you know, the lead, but they, they hung in there, and I think the biggest thing is when you look at it, as the game was kind of going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, you, you kind of sat there and said, all right, let me, let me just see if Syracuse has you know enough in, in this game. Let, 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 me, let me just see if this team can bounce back. And there were so many wild things that happened in this game. Again, really quick on the first half. Hughes gets a field goal. Purdue scores a touchdown. PAT blocked. Second quarter, <clears throat> uh, a field goal goes in for Purdue. It's 9-3. And that's it at halftime. And you're like, wait a minute. Where's this 41-38 game that, you know, 80% of people <laughs> out there, um, you know, predicted? And, it just wasn't the case in the in the first half. Now, in the second half, a lot of things were going on, and I got to be honest. I thought it was a great game by both sides from the adjustment department. I thought a lot of teams 
a lot of both teams, excuse me, made a lot of adjustments and and, and did their thing. Um, fantastic stuff. Uh, Purdue had the ball for thirty two twenty five in the game compared to Syracuse's twenty seven thirty five. Um, it, it was way more than that, you know, for a little stretch there for Purdue. I think it was like a seven minute, eight minute difference, and you started to get the feeling like, oh my goodness, is Syracuse ever going to get it back? But Syracuse. After it was 10-9, 3 uh, at the half, Syracuse goes down and, and, and they, uh, they score on a three-yard pass from Garrett Schrader to Isaiah Jones to make it 10-9. Purdue comes back with Payne Durham, 11-yard pass from Aiden O'Connell to make it 15-10. Rondé Gasson, who had an unbelievable game, and I'll talk more about him in a minute, caught a touchdown pass from 46 yards, and a two-point conversion was also connected upon by Garrett Schrader uh, running it in. That made it 18-15 Syracuse. Then, what I thought was the biggest play of the game, even when Purdue ended up scoring a couple of touchdowns after the fact, um, Syracuse gets a really weird break and a very strange interception. A pick six by Caleb Okachukwu, and Aiden O'Connell was kind of flushed out of the pocket and just kind of flung it right at him. It was a really weird play. There weren't any Purdue people around him. I don't know if he tried to just throw it at the feet of somebody and, and just misconnected. The ball came out higher than he thought. I, I don't know. I really don't know. But Caleb Okachukwu, right place at the right time, picks it off, 17-yard interception return. And at this point, the crowd is going bananas. It felt like a sellout crowd. The noise was deafening in that place. I, I didn't get I'll, – well, I'll try to find it here as I – you know, poke around and see some of the recap stuff, um, the attendance, but boy, it was loud. And at this point, it's 25 to 15 in the fourth quarter with 8.08 to go. And you're, I think if you're a Syracuse fan, you're up 10 on a really good team from the pack 10, uh, uh, from the Big Ten with uh, just a, a herd and a, a pack of offensive players. I'm feeling pretty good, right? At 25 to 15. Well, Purdue gets the ball back, and that Charlie Jones, and I'll get to him in a minute as well, he was all over the place, and he was unstoppable. And listen, for as good as Garrett Williams and Deuce Chestnut are, they still get burned on a lot of routes. Charlie Jones makes him pay. 55-yard pass from Aiden O'Connell makes it 25-22. Syracuse can't really, um, you know, still complain at that particular point. You're still up three but then, you, you know, the offense stalls. Um, you know, both teams had some bad three and outs in the second half. Syracuse had a bunch of bad three and outs in the first half. Um, <clears throat> you know, and then Purdue gets the ball back, and it's Aiden O'Connell again to Payne Durham for a 12-yard pass, and it's 29-25 with 51 seconds to go, and you're going, you've got to be kidding me. The Syracuse Orange were up by 10 points and hadn't gotten anything from Sean Tucker. And while they were up 10, they got a pick six you know, from inside the 20, from a defensive lineman, for God's sakes. How many times does that happen? And we're going to lose this game? I mean, now you went from comfortability from 25-15 to what the hell down 29-25 under a minute to play. But then Syracuse gets a couple of gifts from the football gods, and there's two unsportsmanlike penalties. <clears throat> and so Syracuse ends up getting the ball way deep. You know, I mean way deep. And then Syracuse gets 
a defensive holding call, a PI, and the next thing you know, Syracuse is in business. They have an opportunity to, to try a couple of times for the end zone to win the football game. And sure as you know what stinks, Garrett Schrader, I mean, throws the best ball so far of his Syracuse career. That's what I what I what I say. That's how I look at it. He threw the best ball of his Syracuse career to the left, just to the left. It was a little sort of kind of up and out route by Gadsden again. And he makes Purdue pay. He catches the ball. A lot of pressure to catch that ball, by the way. You don't want to be that guy. Could you imagine it slipped through your hands? And you're the guy who, you know, if you catch that, you know, you win the game. Instead, you lose the game. He catches the ball. Gasson was awesome all game. 25-yard pass from Garrett Schrader. Schmidt makes the kick, 32-29. Syracuse kicks off. Purdue, you know, gets gets the ball. Um, you know, one last play there. They, they kind of do a couple of those laterals, and then it, it, it doesn't come to fruition. And Syracuse walks away with just an absolute thrilling win. Um, a game of emotions from both sides. Uh, both fan bases were probably on pins and needles, especially in the second half. And the game that we thought we were going to get in the first half, we ended up getting overall because the second half was really lights out. Uh, the Syracuse offense really didn't put up a ton of numbers compared to Purdue. Garrett Schrader went for 13 of 29 and 181 and three touchdowns. The majority of those yards coming in the second half. I thought Syracuse really opened up quite a bunch. Um, and that really proved to be the difference for the Orange. And as they added more plays to the repertoire and they were throwing to all their weapons, you know, that freed up guys. And it certainly freed up Gadsden. And I thought, you know, in a game where you didn't get a lot from Sean Tucker, right? Syracuse won the game. I think offensively overall, the big picture thing is that Syracuse only got 42 yards from Sean Tucker. That's it. That's the list. That's all they got. And... To come out on top with this one against a prolific Big Ten offense, a team that when they are clicking, it seems like every year Purdue's either really clicking or they're not. And it's the difference between like eight and four and three and nine, you know, or nine and three and four and eight, right? And so I think that's a huge win for Syracuse to look at it that way. They'll have to get them going, you know, in the next few games, you know. You need your best player, you know, to perform. But in this particular game, they got away with it. 18 carries, 42 yards. The offense opened up in the second half. You can't say enough about Garrett Schrader. He threw dimes. He was accurate. He was on point. Uh, he also ran the ball for 83 yards. Um, that's where the majority of his yards in the first half came from. So if you add uh, the entire um, the entire uh, yardage from scrimmage for him, uh, 181, let me see, quick math, 180, 80, 264 from scrimmage, and he accounted for three touchdowns. Um, and as I mentioned, he ran at 83, Tucker 42 yards. Receiving-wise, Aranda Gaston has been nothing short of sensational all season long. Six catches for 112 yards and two touchdowns. Unbelievable play. Uh, again, caught two touchdowns in the second half, 
caught the game winner, was spectacular. Sean Tucker, 2 for 23. Courtney Jackson, 2 for 23. Isaiah Jones, 2 for 12, but he had the touchdown catch. And then Devon Cooper, 1 for 11. This was a team that, um, you know, going into the game, had spread it around quite a bit, don't have an A number one, and um, they really they really perform well on the receiver circuit in this one. Syracuse defense, pretty solid overall. You know, Garrett Williams with another overall great game. I think on that Charlie, I could be wrong, but I think on that Charlie um, Jones play, the 55-yarder, I think Deuce Chestnut, was on him on that play. I, I could be wrong, um, but uh, actually, you know what? The video as I'm talking right now uh, is is coming up, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to watch this thing and see who was on him. But um, overall, I thought the the Syracuse defense, you know, a team that really, you know, going into the year had a really really young defensive line. You know, that was one of my concerns. Uh, played great, you know, when they had to. I don't think there's any doubt about that. You know, they played great when they had to. Um, and I think when you look at the whole, you know, big picture of this thing and you go back to, you know, camp and you go back to, you know, um, the question marks and everything, um, it, it's, it's absolutely paramount that, um, you know, people understand how hard it is in the game of football to develop guys. And, and nope, it was Garrett Williams on the uh, Deuce Chestnut. I remember now. There was another play down the middle earlier in the game that Charlie Jones caught, and and it was Deuce Chestnut covering uh, Jones on this particular play. It was down the sideline, and that's where my I was kind of trying to remember the sideline play uh, where he got behind. Uh, Williams, and then just beat everybody else down, you know, the extra help. That's what had happened. But the defensive line, I thought, overall in this game was terrific. Um, and, you know, I know that they gave up a lot of yards, but I thought that in the second half when they clamped down and needed some stops, I thought that they were they were pretty good. And, again, it's a growing pain game. I mean, there was some some bad, and there was still a lot of good. And I say a lot of good, too, because they got a pick six. I mean, come on. You know, even though you gave up 400-plus yards – you have to look at the other 400-plus passing yards. You have to look at the other side of it. Purdue only had 61 yards on the ground, and you got to pick six. I feel like when you're a quarterback and you go 39 to 55, you know, you're throwing the ball 55 times. You better have over 400 yards. You better have three touchdowns, and you better not make a mistake if you want me to wax poetic about you. You know, with 16 incompletions and 55 attempts. Oh, well, nope. He threw, he threw a pick. You know, he threw a pick. And it was it proved costly, man. Because even with that pick, Purdue came back, you know, to win the game, you know, to, to, to it looked like win the game, uh, you know, under a minute to play. But, you know, Syracuse was up 10 when Purdue scored a couple of touchdowns, 14 unanswered, right? They were up 10. They weren't up three. If they were up three, they would have been dead in the water. But they were up 10 because of this pick six. And that stuff proves costly for Purdue. You know, it proves costly for an offense. They did put up some pretty good numbers. You know, prior, um, you know, when you look at the overall box score, rather. Garrett Williams, other than getting burned on that play I just alluded to with Charlie Jones down the middle, or down the, uh, here we go, down the right side, uh, was 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 pretty good. I mean, come on, 10 total tackles, nine of them were solo. Uh, Michael Jones just continues to be the NFL prospect. He is, uh, he's everywhere. His energy, I, I, I kept a really close eye on him. The junior from Miami, Florida, 
was just relentless pursuit of attack, jumping in on plays, ball hawking. He had a sack. He had 10 total tackles, six of which were solo. He had a, 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 a one and a half tackles for loss. was fantastic. Kevon Darton uh, has been extremely impressive this year, too. Um, you know, he's a defensive lineman. He's one of their young guys, a sophomore. He's a short guy at 5'11", and a little smaller at 266, but he seems to really, really get around the offensive lineman because he has agility and great footwork. He had eight so total tackles, four solo, and a, a one and a half tackles for a loss. You know, Marlo Wax was, was great in this game. Um, you know, I thought, uh, you know, Deuce Chestnut, six total tackles, four solo, was pretty good in this game. Uh, you know, and, and you had a lot of other guys all over the place. Caleb Okachuku, who I mentioned, had the pick six, had to two to uh, total tackles, two solo. Um, the defense, you know, again, when they had to make plays, they did, and they got the pick six, which levels out, giving up 400 yards of passing, yard, uh, of passing right? I mean, come on. Um, as far as the box score goes on the Purdue end, Aiden O'Connell, 39-55 for 425, a four, and uh, three touchdowns and a pick. Um, good for a QBR of 85.6. Um, Purdue rushing again, only 61 yards total in this game. It was a running back by committee and nobody really shined. Purdue receiving wise, uh, Charlie Jones, we got, we, we got an NFL prospect on our hands here. Uh, the senior out of Deerfield, Illinois, uh, pretty close to the Purdue campus. I believe Deerfield is, um, you know, either way it's in the same state. Uh, Charlie Jones, 11 catches, 188 yards and a touchdown average 17.1 yards. Uh, you know, per reception, and really probably was the best player on the field in this game, if you think about it. Uh, no disrespect to Gazden or anybody else or Okachuku with a big play or Garrett Schrader in the second half. Probably was Charlie Jones. He dominated from beginning to end. Uh, Payne Durham went for 9-83 and and two touchdowns. T.J. Sheffield 5-45. and Deion Burks 3-38. and 2-31 and for Marshawn Rice. And then a host of others with some catches 5-24. and uh, for Tyrone Tracy, uh, and then um, the kid Pafiri had two and eight. Uh, Maccabee had one and seven, and uh, one and no gain for uh, Julio Macias. So a good game for Syracuse, a great win, a thrilling win, uh, a game in which they were up by double digits. You felt really good. Then they give up 14 unanswered. You felt really bad. Uh, Should have lost the game at that point, um, but they showed resiliency, and they picked up some huge breaks. And they score a touchdown in the final seven seconds to go. And this is a game, again, that Syracuse could have easily lost. And they probably would have lost uh, in, in, in past times. But in this particular case, Syracuse comes out on top. And uh, they're 3-0. and What's next for Syracuse? I'll give you that next. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Gimmel Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. Make sure you download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by the Al and Angus Pub, MyHotTub.com, your State Farm agent, Matt Graham, and Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company. Make sure you go see them if you're in the Rochester, Western New York area. School Street in Victor, New York, and of course, visit their website. Check out all the beers, all the swag, and more at StumblingMonkeyBeer.com. 
and a throw in a quick tip of the cap thank you out there as well to the Syracuse Fitness Store and Burton Ace Hardware. Ace is the place if you're in and around Central New York. Route 11 in front of the Burton Bridge. They've got it all inside and outside your home. Uh, they've still got some uh, you know, patio sets. They've got some uh, rakes. They've got bird seed. They've got some shovels and things getting ready for the winter season. Uh, they've got grills if you want to save on those. And remember, every single time you go to Facebook on a Syracuse game day, you'll see a post. And if Syracuse wins, you can use that post. Tell them you saw it on Facebook. You get 20% off of one item in the store. And they've got a bunch of local vendors there as well. Uh, you know, food vendors. They've got uh, homemade pickles. Uh, they've got sauces. Uh, they have unbelievable snacks and more. So get to Burton Ace Hardware. They've got everything. They still have some flowers available, I think, for the fall season. Uh, and plus their uh, unbelievable uh, fall and Halloween decoration is up uh, as well. So you can get everything you need literally inside and outside your house at Burton Ace Hardware. What is next for Syracuse football? Well, it's a quick turnaround. They have a quick, quick turnaround. Uh, they have a Friday night game against the Virginia Cavaliers. Um, it's a 7 o'clock game. I'm hoping that the Dome gets another five to 7,000 fans because of the success they've had you know, starting uh, the season. Uh, this is a team in Virginia that really has not looked amazing uh, by any stretch. This should be a win for Syracuse. Uh, 34-17, they beat Richmond, whoop-de-doo. At Illinois, they lost by 21. That was horrible, horrible showing. And then they had to come back to beat Old Dominion. This team is not very good. Um, there's just no other way to say it. And I think when you look at Syracuse, I, I think it would be it would serve them well to kind of change the narrative on the first half. Now listen, I know that I get it. I get it. I know that the Purdue defense had a lot to do with it, right? You're not just out there playing and there's nobody on the other side. They had a lot to do with it. But Syracuse has got to get the flow going a little bit offensively in terms of opening things up. And I think that will help them early. And then maybe when, you know, a Tucker is struggling in a game like that, Tucker then really runs more because, you know, you've opened up the offense from a passing standpoint. This game, the storyline is going to be Robert and I. There's no doubt. I mean, the longtime offensive guru, he's been doing this since the mid-80s. Um, you know, as a GA, he's coached a bunch of offensive uh, units, including the line, including uh, the running backs, including... Uh, you know, just being an offensive coordinator at multiple stops, including BYU and Virginia up until last year. He was the OC at Virginia. He coached wide receivers at Virginia. A big reason why the Syracuse offense is having success right now is because of Robert and I. He has been great. The Hawaii native has really, really, really used a lot of those early concepts at BYU He's used a lot of those concepts at Virginia that he had. Um, you know, he's shined everywhere he's gone in terms of really being a creative, uh, you know, kind of mastermind of the offense. Um, you know, he, he's been just absolutely terrific. Um, if you remember, uh, Anai announced that he accepted the OC position at Virginia going from BYU with Bronco Mendenhall, who was appointed the university's new head football coach. If you remember that, uh, he went with Bronco. So, um, I, I think the storyline will be on him, and I think the storyline will be uh, from a you know hey or a, a, I guess a, a game prediction standpoint and, and a matchup standpoint. This Virginia defense can be had, you know. This defense can be had, and I think Syracuse needs to get right out. And by the way, Mendenhall is not the head coach anymore at Virginia. Um, I think if, if Syracuse can get. You know, out in front right away, 
Um, <clears throat> I think Syracuse can blow this team out. Tony Elliott is now the head coach at Virginia. Um, I think Syracuse, I really do. I mean, home game, they've got the better players. They have the better athletes. This is a, a, a classic game where I, I try to tell this to SU fans for years and years since they moved to the ACC. Oh, I hear it all the time from either haters or fans or whoever. People who love the team, people who can't stand it, whatever the case may be. Syracuse never going to be able to compete in the ACC. They can't. What does compete mean to you? Because you still have teams that are very beatable in the ACC. This is also a conference that is currently way, way, way down. Florida State, despite starting 3-0 right now under Norvell, they're still a down program. This is nowhere near the Bobby Bowden Florida State team, right? I mean, there are teams that you get on the rotation and all the rest that can be beat. These teams are not that good. You know, they're really not. Louisville is down. There, there are a bunch of teams in the ACC that can be had. Even Clemson, for the power they've been, they've been down. If Syracuse can win this game, they will crush Wagner, and they will be 5-0. and They will be 5-0. and And that's a big thing going into the NC State game. Syracuse has three home games coming up. You know, NC State has looked really good. They've looked the part. They're actually up. You know? Then the gauntlet starts after Wagner, right? NC State at home, at Clemson, Notre Dame at home, at Pitt. Florida State comes in at Wake, at BC. But again, these are winnable games. Wake Forest had their, their up and then they're down, right? They go on the pendulum all the time. They're a roller coaster ACC team. They're either 10 and 2 or they're 6 and 6. And they've had both worlds. I think, they're, I think Syracuse can beat them too. Syracuse can beat, in my opinion, every single team left on the schedule. They can beat anybody on the schedule. However, the two toughest challenges will come right after Wagner. NC State at home at Clemson. Crazier things have happened. Maybe they beat NC State and they lose, you know, to Florida State. Could happen. Could happen. But if they can get the win against Virginia, and we talk about this, you win game one, Louisville, you knew, you know, beat UConn, of course, handily. Oh boy, this Purdue game, whoop, big swing game, big difference, 3-0 versus 2-1. Okay, now you're 3-0, you go 4-0, 5-0. Now you're possibly set up here for a bowl game, uh, a bowl season, because there's some winnable games on the schedule, some teams, some inferior teams you should beat, like Boston College. Um, and then the other games you kind of look at and you go, okay, well, if I'm an SU fan, NC State, Clemson, Notre Dame, Pitt, Florida State, Wake, hey, even if we go 3-3 three and three there and beat Boston College, hey, guess what? Guess what? Do the math. That's nine wins. You're going to take that if you're an SU fan. And that is competing in the ACC right there. In a down conference where teams can be had and you play plenty of inferior opponents, you play your out-of-conference games, you can win those, that is competing in the ACC. Mike Lindsay with you here. It's an ML Sports Platter episode. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. Please hit me on Twitter, at Mike L Sports, and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Mike L Sports. I'm doing ML Sports takes every single day. YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And of course, you can follow me on Instagram, ML Sports Platter as well. Really appreciate you listening. We are brought to you by Burn Dairy. Hey, it's all good at Burn Dairy. Go get the chocolate milk, the donuts, and the coffee on your way into work. They've got the hot and cold food as well. Pizzas and subs, you name it, at participating Burn Dairy locations. And oh, by the way, you can gas up your vehicle as well. And a big tip of the cap, thank you to our good friends from Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, Carvel of North Syracuse, Maple Down Senior Living uh, Community, and wait for it, 
These guys are top-notch in the business every single day. You want to golf, you want to play great golf courses, play Camillus, 18 holes of championship golf, go play. The greens are in spectacular shape, unbelievable fairways, incredible views at Camillus Golf Club. Go get your 2023 membership today. I can't wait to have a tournament there this Saturday celebrating the great Jim McKay, who we lost a few years ago. His sons, Mike and Chris, are great friends of mine, huge SU fans as well. And uh, so we're uh, we're looking forward to that tournament. And uh, my guy, Rob Masaris, who's been a, you know, follow me forever, uh, Mikey Backus and Brad Ozinski, can't wait to see you guys at the tournament and play in that one. But uh, definitely get your membership at Camillus today. Thanks for listening once again, and as I always tell you, enjoy the games. Celebrate your whale of a dad with a fudgy the whale ice cream cake from the locally owned and operated Carvel of North Syracuse. Everything at Carvel of North Syracuse is made fresh, so no matter what kind of treat or design your dad wants, they make it happen. Your dad deserves a tasty treat this Father's Day. Soft serve ice cream, milkshakes, sundaes, shakes, and more. America's favorite since 1934. Carvel. Open seven days a week. Brewerton Road in North Syracuse. Stop in today. Fudgy the whale is waiting for you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.